would you like to have a 50% improvement in your advertising's effectiveness? That 50% was verified scientifically by researchers from Cambridge University and was reported in the November 2017 issue of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. I know that sounds like a lot of gobbledygook, but 50% improvement, does that sound exciting to you? It does to me. Hi, I'm Tim Van Milligan. Thank you for listening to the Customer Secrets Podcast. You could have selected any of a million podcasts, but you chose this one. And for that, I am very grateful. I will not belittle your investment of your time. I'm going to try to give you something very useful that could potentially change the way you look at personality and how you approach sales and persuasion. Personality theory excites me. It helps explain why people behave in the way they do, and it explains why companies like Cambridge Analytica went after personality data rather than demographic data. You can increase your advertising effectiveness by 50%, and I think that's on the low end. Do you remember the Cambridge Analytics controversy? Cambridge Analytics was a company that was in the news during the 19 or the 2016 presidential elections. They were hired by the Trump campaign. They claimed they could persuade on a mass level using email messages and targeted internet ads based on a user's personality. They said that they had over 5,000 data points on every person that was gleaned from internet and app usages. They got into trouble for how they acquired that data. Facebook used to allow researchers to have personal data from its users, and Cambridge Analytica tricked Facebook into giving that data to them by having a third party request it for them. What Cambridge Analytica did was bad and how they got that data. There's no question about that but I really want you to think about a few questions. First, what is it about personality that they'd go after personality data over something like demographic data? After all, demographic data is widely available and dirt cheap. They can easily get it from voter registrations and automobile registrations and home ownership data. We are awash in demographic data. So why did they go after personality data? The second question is why Facebook data? Why didn't they go after Google AdWords data or data from some other source? And finally, the third question is, what did they intend to do with that data once they had it? I'm going to start at the beginning and lay out some basic definitions so that we're sure that we're both looking at the same things in the same way. When you think of personality, what do you think of? Personality, the way most people use it, is a way of describing someone's behavior. In other words, it's a shortcut. It's a simplification we use when talking about other people to convey complex mannerisms about those people. For example, when you describe someone as having an energetic or bubbly personality, 
What goes through your mind? We use personality because it allows us to describe someone else so that other people know how to interact with them. Personality describes behavior. But what is behavior? We're talking definitions here because it's so important that we're all on the same page. Behavior is a set of consistent actions. When you do something consistently, people call this a behavior. It isn't that you do it all the time, but that you do it enough of the time that other people around you notice. So when someone might call you bubbly, or when they say that you are very caring, it's your consistent actions, not in the moment at this exact time, but generally, that's your general behavior and your general personality. But let's go deeper. Where does behavior come from? In other words, where do your actions come from? Because remember, we said that consistent behavior is consistent actions. So when we go down this layer, we're really talking about actions, not just simply behavior. So where do actions come from? Your actions come from your decisions. You can purposely choose to be bubbly or caring, right? Of course you can. Let's go deeper still. Now we're talking about decisions. Where do decisions come from? You base your decisions on what is most important to you. To make a decision, you have to make a choice, right? The choice that you make depends on what outcome you want. Your mind makes a prediction of what might happen and then chooses the outcome that is most important to you or most valuable to you. What I'm saying is, it is your values or your guiding principles that you use to elevate the choice you'll make. That is important. What this means is that you can equate personality to values. Write that in stone. Chisel it in stone. I have. I've got an engraver and I take um, small little stones that you'd get um, on a riverbank, um, the nice flat ones that are nice and round, and I actually engraved it. On one side it's personality, on the other side it's values. And I use these to illustrate a point that personality and values are linked and they're written in stone. And this is what excites me because it is values that we as salespeople want to know because it is the reason people use to buy or not buy. If an item you're selling aligns with their values, they will love it and they will buy from you. But if you attack their values, they will be repelled by you and any offer you might make. They will hate you if you attack their values and they will never buy from you. That is the first point that I want to make here. Values are directly linked to personality. And there's a second key point too. That is people that have similar personalities have similar values. Remember, values drive decisions. Decision create actions. Consistent actions are called behavior. And when we look at behavior in a general mold, mode, we call it personality. 
Therefore, by logic, people with similar values have similar personalities. And this is the answer to that first question. Why do we want personality data versus demographic data? The reason is that personality data gives us the values of a person, which is the why behind the decisions they make. If you know the why ahead of time, you can predict the likely decisions they will make, right? Is it true? Yes. When we started this podcast, we said it's been proven to be 50% more effective. There's a quote from that uh, report that Cambridge uh, University did, and they said, we find that matching content of persuasive appeals to an individual's psychological characteristics significantly altered their behavior as measured by clicks and purchases. They go on to say 40% more clicks and 50% more purchases. And the second question is, why Facebook data rather than Google data? Why not get personality data from a database of test takers? You know, just have people take a test and get that data. Well, unfortunately, you can't get all your customers to take personality tests. But most people have a Facebook account. So how do you get personality data from a Facebook account? Well, my belief is that Facebook is the best personality test ever created. Why is that? Well, do you ever notice that like button? Well, that like button indicates that you made a choice and you did it without thinking. It was unconscious. Nobody forced you to do it. Your boss at work had no effect on you. So the choice to click that like button was strictly based on your base programming. It came from your core values. When you hit the like button, you're telling Facebook that this picture or the post was more important to you than the one you didn't click the like button on. They track everything so they know what you liked and what you didn't. You don't simply hit like on every item in your feed, do you? Of course not. Sometimes you click on the like button because you're trying to encourage a friend or to make them feel special. But most times you click on it because you actually find it more important than those items in the feed that you didn't like. A like is a measure of importance. That means it has more value to you than those things you didn't like. In other words, you're clicking the like button, you are telling Facebook your values. This is more accurate than a personality test and it is done on a massive scale. With as little as 200 likes, according to the report, the psychologist can build a profile of your personality that is more than 80% accurate. Welcome to machine learning. Facebook is currently the most accurate personality test on the market. This is why companies like Cambridge Analytics went after data specifically from Facebook. Google is also tracking you, but they're a little bit slower coming to the party. Or maybe it is they're not publicizing it yet, what they know about your values. But like it or not, any program that tracks your choices, whether it be Netflix or Amazon, they're tracking your personality. 
So what do you do once you get somebody's personality data? We kind of skimmed over that, but what you do with the data is to craft a message that aligns with their values. If you align with their values, they're gonna like your message. And if you attack their values, they're gonna hate you. Now, Cambridge Analytica, they had to create 32 different messages because they put people into 32 different personality categories. Why 32 categories? Because they use the five-factor model, also called the big five. And when you use that model, you end up with 32 types of people. Had they used the Myers-Briggs system, which is a four-factor model, they would have ended up with 16 types of people. For the average salespeople like you and I, this is way too complex. There's no way that we can prepare for 32 or even 16 different personality types that we might come across. And I'm going to show you in this podcast how to whittle this number down to just four different personality types. That's manageable. You can remember four different things. Can you remember the names of the four beetles or the uh, four directions of the compass? or the four seasons of the year. You can remember four different things and that's what I'm gonna share with you in this podcast. And this is where small data is gonna come in. You're not gonna get access to Facebook data anymore. After the Cambridge Analytica disaster, they are no longer sharing personal data on their users. Psychological data and preference data is now very tightly guarded but it is still possible to deduce a prospect's personality type with a very short conversation. So if you're in sales like one-on-one -on -one selling or telephone calls or through the email, you can get this personality data really quick. To wrap up this program today, here are four learnings that I think I covered. Uh, number one, Using personality-based techniques can increase your sales and marketing by more than 50%. This is what excites me to no great end. Number two, you can equate values with personality. When we're talking about someone's personality, at a very core level, we're discussing their values. Number three, when you know their values, you know why they are gonna make the decision they made. Number four, people with similar personalities have similar values. To end this by saying thanks for coming. Um, if you'd like to know more, uh, come to our website, customersecrets.com, or go to Amazon. On Amazon, I've written a book called Selling by Personality Type, written by me, Tim Van Milligan. It's through Kindle, it's not in paperback. But you'll find it on Amazon, and it's only going to cost you $6.95. And I guarantee you, I'm not making any money on a $6.95 book. Why I wrote the book was because I wanted to share this information. So thanks you for coming. This has been the Customer Secrets Podcast.